How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Oh, yeah. Kyle Madsen, Jason Dumas, rocking with you until 11 o'clock. And Jason, I woke up today more excited about sports than I have been in, I don't want to say forever, because like the Niners were in the NFC Championship game. That was an exciting day, but this Warriors-Grizzlies game one has got me fired up. The NFL draft is in the books. Optimism is at an all-time high, and there's plenty of stuff going on with the 49ers. Baseball season's officially in full swing. But our focus today has got to be this Warriors-Grizzlies game one. Because what 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 year did, did you get out here? I've been the- out here for four years. So, uh, so I came I came like like a month after they won the NBA finals um in eighteen. So the second KD one. Yeah. So they've not won the finals since you've been here. No, they so haven't. So it's not. your fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I came I came, everybody starts getting hurt, then there's a global pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. Steph breaks his hand, and yeah, but you know, during that five-year stretch, I'm sure for Warriors fans, uh, b- by year five, just going to the NBA Finals kind of felt like mandatory and like, yeah, it's just yeah. A, it was another Finals, but after a two-year hiatus, you start to realize, oh, it's actually really hard to get to the NBA Finals, <laughs> really right. hard, and uh, you start to miss the feeling, and you know, you can you can sense it coming again. You know, obviously Memphis is going to be a huge challenge for this Golden State Warriors team. They had the second best record in the NBA for a reason. They're really good. Um, but this feels like a special Warriors team. It kind of, you know, when you when you look at a championship team every year and like what a championship team is supposed to have, Golden State has pretty much all those ingredients. Yep. They, they just got to put it together. There's a lot of teams, though, this year that feel like they have those ingredients, which is different than when the Warriors were making their runs to the finals. The something You, you said something interesting there, and this is diverting where I wanted to go, but it's fine. Because I remember during the Warriors, I think it was 2018 title run, a New York Times writer tweeted out something about how this isn't fun for Warriors fans anymore. It's like a chore because you either win the NBA Finals and there's like, cool, we won. But if they lose, then it's this devastating failure. Like the risk-reward didn't match up. Right. And at the time I read that, and I, I took offense to it <laughs> and was like, 
screw you, man. Like, winning championships is awesome. And it is. But as the Warriors made their run this year, I kind of started to understand what the guy was saying. Because if they win it all this year, it is going to feel so much different. Right. Than it did in, in 20, even 2017 and 2018. Right. Yeah, you know... Like, so when I came for that final season of the five-year run, like, I didn't sense that any of those guys were having fun. It was actually a pretty miserable team to cover. Like, Kevin Durant was very temperamental all year. Draymond Green, very temperamental all year. Steve Kerr just looked exhausted. Mm -hmm. And then if you just listen to what they told you after that season was over, they were just like, the five-year run took a toll on us. Now, obviously, it's a problem that any NBA team would want to have. Like, oh, poor Warriors. They went to five straight NBA finals, and they're, they're burnt out. But they were burnt out. And that last season, it didn't look enjoyable to them. Like, I cover this team this year, and obviously we had some lulls in the season mm-hmm. towards the end of the year when they lost, what, like uh, 11 of 13? It was ugly. They just looked awful. <laughs> but still, even during that stretch, it was. It's just been a whole different vibe this season than it was in that final year of the championship, five-year championship run. Uh, you can tell there's a hunger there, like mm-hmm. um, that they want to get back to that peak. Uh, if this team does get back to that peak, and you know the last team standing at the end of the day, it'll be a huge accomplishment. Um, I think it would do wonders. Not that they need it, but if Steve Kerr wins like a championship. Two years after, what, three years after winning mm-hmm. his last championship? Like, before, right? Yeah, yeah. 2018 was the yeah. last one. That, you know, that'll put him in a special category. You yep. know, Steph and them get another one, Draymond and Clay. Like, they're already, like, in lore, NBA lore. Right. But it'll start getting them into, like, an even more selective category. Yeah. And I want to, I want to shift gears to the, to the Memphis series specifically here in a minute. And we'll also talk a little bit about the NFL draft. Kyle Madsen, Jason Dumas rocking with you until 11 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. The the one that that gets me is, like like you said, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Hall of Famers, their resumes are unimpeachable. Yeah. But I think there's still a segment of basketball fan out there. Not that this person matters, but they exist. There are people out there who say, well, the Warriors' 2015 title was a fluke. They lost it in 2016, and then they needed KD to win the next two. And they try and use that to somehow discount the run the Warriors were on. Mm-hmm. Steph's never won in a finals MVP. Right. Just silly. Like, this stuff is silly. Right. But if they win one this year, there's no—it doesn't— Yeah. You ha- there's there's nothing left. Right. That's That's what I mean, you know— like you said, you shouldn't put much merit in some of these people's comments who say asinine things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you also want to shut them up at the same time. Totally. And <laughs> if the Warriors get one this year, you know, this is an or- organic team. There's no big-time free agent that came mm-hmm. in to save the day. Uh, that's you know, Nemanja Bielitsa erasure. Uh, I won't have that. that that's true. Belly, <laughs> Belly was, you know, high-market guy. Um but look, they're doing it with guys like Otto Porter Jr., Belly, Gary Payton II. You have your young guys in Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Um, shoot, they have the number two overall pick on the roster who hasn't even played a game this season. Uh, there's a lot of 
a, a lot of unique storylines on this Warriors team, and it's a pretty much a, a homegrown thing. And then you have the mainstays, Andre, Clay, Draymond, and Steph. And uh, like you said, you know, if they're able to add another ring to their collection, their already deep collection, four years removed from their last one, like that's that means they've won in pretty much like three different eras, right? Which is really hard to do, especially in a league with so many stars. Someone asked Steph, I believe it was uh, Mark Haynes. Someone asked Steph yesterday, like. Is it weird to look around at the playoffs right now and not see a LeBron, not see a KD? And Steph was like, that's just a tribute to how talented this league is. Like, yeah. Like, the Grizzlies aren't going anywhere for, like, the next five, six years with mm-hmm. the core that they have. Luka is going to be one of the best players in the NBA for, like, yeah. the next decade or so. Um, he did Giannis. end it with – he did, yeah, Giannis. He did end it with – LeBron and KD, they're not done. They're going to be heard from again. They're not right. just going to ride off into the sunset. They're too competitive. But he was like, it's just a product of this league. So my point is to have the staying power that Steph and the Warriors have had mm-hmm. over there, like, is not, is not an easy thing to do. It's a tribute to Steve Kerr and then just the organization, a very well-run organization. Because uh, winning is not easy, as we've said at nauseum. So that... That new era of NBA player that's coming in—it's Trey Young, it's it's Jason Tatum, who's oh, I think he's winning—he's winning, so winning the playoffs right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's unbelievable in that right. Brooklyn series. Uh, there's there's so many players who are 25 and younger who are just here. Mm-hmm. It's not like man, next year it's like no, they're they've arrived. Right, Luca has arrived. John uh, Morant. John Morant has arrived. Des- Desmond Bain, really yeah. good player. Like. Memphis has three or four guys, it feels we like. We haven't even mentioned like Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker, of course, it, down there in Phoenix. Um, we'll see with DeAndre Ayton, but Phoenix has a ton of those guys. Bridges yeah. and Cam Johnson, that's just a, a really well-built team. But this Memphis team specifically, with Game 1 coming up, tip-off at 1230, listen to that right here on 95.7 The Game. The, the thing that there's this urgency that comes with the Warriors playing Memphis, and there was an energy that I personally woke up with today that is and shout out to the 925 on the on the Xfinity mobile text line for congratulating me on waking up today thank you it is an accomplishment uh 888-957-9570 if you want to jump on the Xfinity mobile text line you can also call us and let's uh, let's talk a little basketball but there's this urgency with Memphis and part of me wonders if it's because it's this culmination of man Memphis knocked him out in the play-in and they gave him a bunch of tough battles this year and now this is got to go get him in the playoffs but I think there's part of me that thinks maybe knows that if this iteration of the Warriors can't get past this iteration of Memphis in 2022 they're probably never going to this is a torch passing series to me where the Warriors have the torch Memphis is trying to wrestle it away from them if Golden State can get past Memphis, it's like, man, that was a really tough test, and I really think that they can beat Phoenix in a series, right. especially if they get past Memphis. But if they don't, in the event that Memphis wins this series, it's going to feel like, man, they got that rock halfway up the hill, and then it's slipped, and now it's all the way back at the bottom, and they have a bunch of guys in their core that are in their mid-30s while Memphis has a bunch of guys in their core who are in their early and mid-20s. Yeah, you just look at roster construction. You feel like it feels like Memphis 
is still building. Even though they have the second best record in the NBA and, you know, everybody on their roster has claimed that they've arrived, you still have to think that they're going to get even better. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the Warriors, I'm not sure how much better they're going to get. Their stars are all in their 30s. You know, Steph's been in NBA 13 years, Draymond 10 years, what, uh, Clay 12 years. So, you know, th- this is it. And you're right. If if they can't beat this version of Memphis, do you think they can beat a version of Memphis when John Moran is like two years more into his prime right. and like maybe an MVP candidate instead of just, you know, a- an all-star? Just the most improved candidate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's. And I'll tell you this, Golden State, they wanted Memphis. They wanted to play them. They won't tell you that publicly. You know, Steve won't sit at the podium and say this is a rival. They all they all downplayed that so quick yesterday when we asked, huh. is, is this a rivalry? Um, no, no. Like Memphis so thinks it is. Oh, yeah, Memphis for sure thinks it is. But a lot has been brewing between mm-hmm. these two franchises. We all know Memphis talks a lot. They talk uh, – and what? It, Get out of town. And and they're they're proud of it too. You already saw they ticked off LeBron earlier this year. Desmond Baines in his ear talking trash. LeBron's talking about you guys don't have any respect. And they're like, we'll talk to you just like we'll talk to anybody else. Uh, a couple years ago, John Morant insinuated that Steph was riding KD's coattail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know they've laughed about that since, but no, that that stuck with Steph. He. He, oh, it definitely sits there. He he, he remembered that. Uh, obviously, they ended the Warriors' season last year, and, and they just talk a lot. Yeah. I know Draymond and them, they want to humble these guys. Yeah. They want to send them home packing. And uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. I, I expect a couple double texts, <laughs> probably right off the bat, game one. Um, and you know what? I think the Warriors are going to humble this team. I mean, Minnesota almost humbled them. That was so that's where I don't want to say it took the teeth out of Memphis, but watching them struggle with Minnesota. And I saw somebody say this on the internet that Minnesota's the first team to ever lose a series where they're up five one. It's nuts. Like they they I've blew, never seen they had a game like where that. they blew two twenty point leads. Game six, they had a ten point fourth quarter lead. They had a double-digit fourth quarter lead. Game five, too. Yes. They had double-digit fourth quarter lead in game five and game six, and that was after they blew two 25-point leads in, what was that, game three? Yeah. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah, pretty sure it was game three. That's right, because they split the first. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like I I was actually like in awe that they lost that series, uh, Minnesota. They they blew every single game of the series. It was – it was incredible. I had a, <laughs> I actually bet on Memphis to win Game Six, and Minnesota goes into the fourth up ten, and I'm like, that's game over. Right. Like no chance they're holding this lead. So that's this the, and that's where the Warriors aren't. The Warriors pose different problems than than the Timberwolves do. Right. Obviously, but I wonder. This 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 Golden State team, this this iteration of Golden State, I don't think they're going to get into a playoff series and trick a 12-point fourth-quarter lead the way Minnesota did. No. And uh-uh. that that's that's encouraging to me when it comes to it because I was all year, I'm like, man, if they can avoid Memphis somehow in the playoffs, that would be a huge deal. Or if they can put them off until the conference finals, that'd be a huge deal. But now it's 
I don't look at Memphis the same way that I did really all year. Like you said, they were the second best team in the league. But I don't think I think the Warriors are actually favored today. They are in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, Memphis just gives me that classic a little a little too big for their bridges vibes. Like it was a great, cute story during Mm -hmm. the regular season, and there is substance there. I'm not saying there's some flash in the pan team, but in pretty much all sports, but mostly in the NBA, you gotta teams have to go through stages before they reach that peak and valley, Mm -hmm. and I think Memphis is at the we-need-to-get-punched-in-the-mouth phase of, of, of their just story. They talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't run from smoke. We run up the chimney. Okay. Which is a hilarious thing to say. It, it is. I think that was Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> who said that, um, who was like 21 years old. We run up the <laughs> chimney? Like, man, what? Yeah, no, and I love the confidence. Totally. I, I love the confidence, but – all right, all right, young fellas. You you guys are going into a matchup now uh, against an organization that has seen every single possible scenario mm-hmm. ever and walked out it on the other side intact. Uh, you have the best shooter of all time. You have one of the best defensive players of all time. Shoot, you have two of the best shooters of all time. Yeah, these these and then there's Andrea Godala, who's you know has been around the block a couple times, like. Th- you say you want to smoke, you're going to get it this series. Right. And this isn't Minnesota. Minnesota, like, Golden State is, they're not going to blow two 25-point leads. No. If if Golden State gets up 20 on you, they're going to put their foot on your neck, mm-hmm. and it's going to be pretty over. You're going to be taking your starters out of the game with about six minutes left to rest them. So Memphis wanted this. Golden State wanted this. They are both hyper-aware of the situations and where they're, each other are at. Uh which makes for great drama. I wasn't super confident. Like, the Warriors look great against Denver. Don't get it twisted. They looked really good through the first three games. And even in game four, you know, they came out a little flat, but they they come back and they make it a game at the end. But the way they closed out game five makes me feel a lot better. And it's not just, oh, Denver was banged up and they're just not very good. Right. That's how I took the first three, four games of that series. But game five, the Warriors really struggled. Mm -hmm. And it felt like, man, maybe they're just not... As good as we thought. Right. Maybe this is... Because those first three games, I was like... Watch out. Right. I was like, hey, start start blocking off Market Street. It's going to be a parade. (laughs) So, So the way they closed out game five, though, made me feel like, okay, they... they, I hate... Using this phrase, but they understand the assignment. Right. They they had a situation where they were down, what was it, eight, ten points in the second half, mm-hmm. and they battled back. They leaned on Steph. Steph doing a we're not losing this game thing was yeah. was A, a lot of fun, but B, like they needed that. They needed to show, like, hey, this they're not playing their best game. And they they are in a situation that in the regular season, how many times have we see them get in that situation in the regular season and lose? And fold, yeah. Right. They did it against Denver a couple times in the regular season. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to close that game out, it's like, okay, they've they've won games different ways now. They haven't just dominated a game from start to finish, pack it up, let's go home early. Right. See, well, see, from my vantage point, I actually don't think Denver – is as bad or was as bad as a lot of people are making it seem. Mm. I think the Warriors were just playing really good 
for instance, I mean, like everyone uses the Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. They're out, but neither of them played one game all year. Like that. That's true. That's who Denver was, and mm-hmm. they were a six seed in a really tough West. Uh, they beat the brakes off the Warriors like three times during the regular season, uh, and they're going to have the two-time MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. soon to be two-time MVP in Nikola Jokic. Like, I actually think they're a pretty good team. I think the Warriors, they just locked in. And, you know, a gentleman's sweep to a team like Denver, in my opinion, was very impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty clear, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, the wild card for the Warriors is Jordan Poole. When Jordan is playing poorly which he hasn't done much over the past two, three months. But mm-hmm. when Jordan plays poorly, Golden State kind of feels like just another team. Yeah. Of course, they have Steph and Clay, but when Jordan is clicking on all cylinders, I think this is the team to beat in the entire NBA playoffs. When I Jordan when, when Jordan is off, it's kind of like uh, St- Steph and Clay have to kind of be perfect every night. So in his last two games, and those were the two games where they really they really struggled with Denver. They looked normal. J- Jordan Poole, um, 30% from the field, 22% from three. Granted, these are small sample sizes, two-game sample. Uh, 22% from three, he was two for nine. Um, nine and a half points, six and a half assists. The six and a half assists are nice because when he's creating yeah. and playmaking, that's good. But they need him knocking down shots. Yeah, they because need him when to score. Because when, when, he's, when he's shooting and scoring... I don't know how you defend them. Right. I just, I j- like it's not, it's not a matter of oh, what do you do? Pick your point. Like you can't stretch your defense thin enough or wide enough to defend Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole when they're all. They don't even need to be rolling like oh, they all went for twenty five plus. Right. But can he be in a situation where man, you feel really good about Jordan Poole having the ball in his hands? And over the last couple games against Denver, that wasn't quite there. Yeah, and it, like you said, it, it coincided directly with the fact that the Warriors were kind of struggling. And, I mean, look, the Warriors were, what, about 45 seconds from a sweep? They they took right. the lead. Uh, so we're like, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs. Very much nitpicking. Yeah, we're splitting hairs here. Obviously, overall, the Warriors in a really, really good spot. But it is just abundantly clear when Jordan Poole is playing like he played for much of the last third of the season in mm-hmm. those first three playoff games, the Warriors are almost unbeatable, in, in my opinion. I you know, I don't want to say they are completely unbeatable, but when you have three guards who can stretch the floor like that and Steph and Jordan can both get to the rim at ease, it's just going to be tough. And Draymond Green is playing like vintage Draymond Green on the defensive side of the ball. Um then, you know, the role players, I would like to see Otto Porter hit some more shots. Yeah. He's getting a lot of open looks. He needs to knock some of these It feels down. like there's an Otto Porter game coming it's where coming. he goes like four of seven from three and kind of swings a game. Yeah, because he's he's getting the looks he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of, of knocking him down. Uh, obviously, you're going to have Gary Payton guarding John Morant like 94 feet all, all mm-hmm. series. They, they were Steve was pretty intentional about talking about that uh, yesterday and and I chatted with, with GP2, and he was just like, yeah, I got to cut Jaws Water off. It's going to be a chess match. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be another fun matchup to see as well. I think I, I want to I put a pin in the Gary Payton Jr. thing because I have a, I have a take that, that uh, I want to run by you. Uh, but we only got a couple minutes here, so I don't want to get into it now. 
Memphis presents different problems than Denver. Oh, yeah. And Steve Kerr talked about it before the playoffs. This isn't going to be, hey, this is the lineup. He said that they're going to mix and they're going to match. Kevon Looney was not playing a lot against Denver. Do you think he plays more against Memphis? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think uh, I think this is going to be a Kaminga series where you're going to see a lot more minutes for Kaminga. Steve mentioned that specifically. He said that uh, we're really going to need Kaminga, Wiggins, and Gary Payton the seconds athleticism this season or this series um and i can see why because those guys on the grizzlies it's like they all got energy battery packs on their back it's, it's they, unbelievable how frenetic they are it's like do you guys get tired <laughs> seriously john moran do you get tired you you're you're going 99 miles per hour the yeah. entire game um their pace is crazy the way the pace they play at um and i think golden state wants to match that and uh, Kavon Looney isn't really uh, of that ilk. Uh, you know, he's going to get minutes. He, do you think he starts? I or do you think they go with... I think they go with their little PTSD lineup or whatever the new moniker for it is. I think we tried too fast to name it. We did. Because it was... Le- it, it didn't it, feel natural, and then it mm-hmm. got kind of like... Like the Hampton Five, I it just kind of... It just I happened. Think, yeah, yeah, it just happened. The death lineup thing just happened. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I do think they go with Wiggins, Poole, Curry, Clay, and Draymond. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the lineup for, for this matchup. Now, say they get through Memphis, and um, it's also, I'm sure they're going to see what Memphis does too because I know Steve, I know he's not going to base what he does off what they do. He's going to do his own thing. But, like, Steven Adams, for instance, became unplayable against Minnesota. Uh, but if Memphis goes back to Steven Adams, maybe maybe you do need more loony because right. Steven Adams is a moose. He's... I can't I can't imagine that they look at the Warriors and say, Yeah, Steven Adam minutes are <laughs> You never know. There's just no way. Yeah, you never know because he got no way. He got played off the court against Minnesota. He that yeah. started that series as their starting center and by the end of the series he was getting DMPs. Yeah. Um so you know, we'll see, but now I think if the Warriors are fortunate enough to get past Memphis and they have Phoenix looming, then I think you'll see Looney get a much bigger role because you'll have DeAndre Ayton sitting there, and you don't want Draymond Green to be sticking DeAndre Ayton for all of his minutes. Right. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. It's, you know, it's the playoffs. It's chess match. This is really when you yeah. find out if your team has a good coach. It feels like this series, if let's say it goes seven, if – Every game, I think, is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. There's not going to be like a, hey, this is the ebb and flow of this series. Like, no, I think every game is going to be kind of its own isolated um, its own isolated matchup. So we talked a little bit about who's going to start. I want to talk about who's going to close on the other side because we've seen the Warriors close with a couple of different lineups so far in the playoffs. And I know we tried to name the Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins lineup, the new death lineup. But I think there's a different closing five that more accurately reflects what the death lineup was good at. And I want to run that by you next. 888-957-9570 if you want to join the conversation. He's Jason Dumas. I'm Kyle Madsen, and we're on 95.7 The Game.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Kyle Madsen, Jason Dumas, hanging out with you until 11 o'clock. Warriors-Grizzlies game one tips off at 12.30. Don't miss any of the action right here on 95.7 The Game. Philly got a shot against Miami without Joel Embiid? Nope. <laughs> Not a chance. It was, it was looking like it was going to be It was going to be a pretty tough series, even with a healthy Joel Embiid. Uh, he's not going to play the first two games at the very least. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough, really tough. We, we we have to see like the 2016 version of James Harden if 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 the Sixers have any a fighter's chance in hell. So I want to I want to get to Warriors closing lineups here in a bit. We'll also talk some NFL draft as we get you ready for Game One of Warriors Grizzlies. But real quick. Looking at the NBA postseason as a whole, we talked a little bit about this earlier. The Warriors 2015 run really took off in Memphis. Yeah. They won the first game of that series, dominated the first game of that series. And then Memphis size that remember grit and grind, Mark Gasol, Zach Randolph, Tony Allen. That was just a tough, tough team. And the Warriors go down 2 1 in that series. They put Andrew Bogut on Tony Allen defensively and it was it was a wrap. The Warriors dominated the rest of the series, but that was where the switch really flipped. Yeah, that was that was really their first r- bit of adversity mm-hmm. as champions. Yes. Like what I was just telling you before we went to the break. Like every team has to have that mm-hmm. before they reach that championship. And I just don't 
Memphis hasn't had that yet. Maybe they get it this series and they have this enlightening moment and they eventually become champions. Uh, I don't see it, but that, you know, Memphis hasn't had that yet. And they're going to have to go through a process before. And sometimes I think Memphis kind of, because they're so young and like, you know, the phrase young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not calling these guys dumb, obviously, but they just, they haven't been humbled yet. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll see. And it's funny. Yesterday at practice, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the media room. I'm in like the hallway setting up like camera gear because uh, I'm getting ready to interview Gary Payton II. And Steph is walking into the interview room with Raymond Ritter. Uh, so they walk past me. Steph's like, what's up? What's up, Jay? Kind of give him his head nod. And Ray Ritter goes... Steph, how long, how many questions in do you think it'll take for someone to ask you about the Blue City Cafe story of you and Draymond in, in Memphis? And Steph was like, probably four. And we get in there, and the very second question, Monty, <laughs> Monty Poole asks him. And, 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 <laughs> Number two. And, and Steph points at Ray, and they both laugh. And it's just, I started laughing too because I heard the conversation going into the media room. And, right. But for those who don't know, you know, the Warriors, they go down two to one and and to Memphis, and they're in Memphis, and uh, they just get their teeth kicked in for two yep. two straight games, and it's looking like, oh wow, Memphis has their number. Yeah, looked like there was no hope. Draymond shoots Steph a text message. This is at like almost one in the morning. He's like, "Yo, bro, like let's go get some food." They leave the team hotel, no security, nothing, just those two walking down Beale Street, and they go to Blue City Cafe, and. The way Draymond describes it is like they just sat there till like damn near the sun comes up. They had some adult beverages and mm-hmm. they just talked about the series, about life. And Draymond basically said to him, like, yo, we're not losing another game. And they ran through that series from there on That's out. Crazy. A couple series later, they're they're NBA champions. And it all started at Blue City Cafe. That's <laughs> that's where the dynasty started. So I wonder if Steph or Draymond might get some takeout from there while they're <laughs> while they're in Memphis for old time's sake. I think you have to. Yeah, you right? Have to, right. It would uh it would be it would be sacrilege not to at this point. Um so the NBA right now though, and this is this is what I was getting to when it, when we were talking about the the Sixers and the Heat. It's it's wild to me how different the NBA is in 2022 than it was even in 2018, where at the start of the year, there was talk of the Warriors ruined the NBA mm-hmm. because you knew the Warriors were coming out of the West, and the Rockets were a thorn in their side for sure, but they overcame that challenge every time they met it. Mm-hmm. And then you had LeBron and the Cavs in the East. Right, you know the Celtics. One of those years, it was a cute little story, and they, LeBron they never got to really like, challenged. What had LeBron gone to like eleven straight finals or something at that point? Something like that. It's like you knew LeBron was going to right. be on the other side. But now you look at it. Could if if any of the four teams left in the West made the finals, would it shock you? Nope. I'd be a little surprised if Dallas. Made yeah, it. yeah, Dallas <laughs> would shock me a little, especially because I don't think Luca is one hundred percent back. What's up with all these stars like pulling hammies and, and calves and stuff? You got Devin Booker, Chris yeah. Middleton, Luca. It's it's not fun. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it's not fun. Embiid is a different reason. I don't know why Embiid was in the game with four minutes left up because, 29. Because Toronto starters were still in. 
I, I heard Doc. I said, so what? That's such a wild take. Look, I it's a crazy reason to leave your starters in. I, I it think makes me thankful for Steve Kerr. The elbow was a little sketchy from Siakam, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. I don't think he like meant to do it. Yeah. Um, take take Joel Embiid out the game. Yeah, he shouldn't be in the game. By twenty nine points. It. Like I said, Steve Kerr, you're up twenty in the fourth quarter. Guess what? Steph's not coming back in. No, not at all. Um, so yeah, but it's 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 been kind of a. I don't want to say a changing of the guard because just like Steph said yesterday, I do think Kevin Durant and, and LeBron, they're not finished. They they both yeah, but have they a couple more runs. But their domination isn't so singular now that it's no. like pencil them into the finals. No, it's not at all. I mean, and I don't think players fear LeBron like the way they once feared him. Uh, yeah. Like five years ago, a guy like De- Desmond Bain is not talking trash LeBron in his Correct. Head. Just it's not happening. No. LeBron looking at him like, "Are you crazy?" Uh, which he <laughs> essentially did. Gen this Z year. is terrifying, bro. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't care about anything. Nope. But um, yeah, this Memphis team is only going to get better. You think? Like you know, they're just kind of entering their primes, and even a team like Memphis, I wouldn't be surprised if they could attract like a pretty good free agent because you know a free agent might see the future that this team has. The Suns aren't going anywhere. I mean, it's. I know, especially around these parts, they don't really like this guy. He's not the most popular guy, but Chris Paul is like aging like a fine wine. This He's guy, so good, dude. This guy, he I won can't 14 for him. 14. I need it on the right. Ju- from the ju- I cannot stand Chris Paul. Right. Don't like him. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> I'm sure he's a fine person, but yeah. as a basketball player, I'm out. But he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's so good. He's He's probably a top three point guard of all time, which is nuts. It's like him, Isaiah, and like, and uh, Magic, and Magic. I was going to oh Stockton's up there, but you know, he's in that no conversation. Steph? I I don't know if I, I view Steph more as like a two guard, but uh, then he's a Jordan and Kobe and Steph's it, up I, there. I was on uh, with with Damian Barling and, and Kenny Caraway at their, in in Sacramento, yeah, yeah, sister yeah. station in Sac, and they I was on with them Friday, and they asked like. Where do you put Steph in this all-time, you know, what what position group do you put him in? Right. And to me, he's a point guard. Because if you're building your all-time team and you have to have Steph, you're putting him at the one. Yeah, that's true. So I think Steph's in that conversation. Yeah, that's true. I, I think Steph has had a better career than, than Chris Paul. Same. I Yeah, I put Steph probably, like, you know, I'm not going to go down the official list, but he's probably a top 15 player of all time. Yeah, yeah. I think, And if he wins it, he, he definitely wins, is. Yeah, if he wins another one, too. He's... Yeah, Steph is different. Um, but, yeah, you know. The le- the league's crazy deep right now. Crazy deep, and there's a lot of parody. Like you said, like, if Boston wins the finals this year, I wouldn't shock me. If if Milwaukee wins, granted, they need they need to get Middleton back. But if they get Middleton back, you know, it's not mid-series, no, they could repeat. No one even mentions the Heat, and they had the best record in the yeah. in the East. Eric Spolster's good, man. Yeah, he's another really, really good coach. Yeah, and their team, just like Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker and Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero has been excellent this year. Yeah, like, that's just that. That's a there. There weren't any teams like this when the Warriors were making their runs. You want to hear something crazy? Yes, always. Jordan Poole and Duncan Robinson were on the same team in Michigan, and neither of them started. Wow. Yeah, and now they're like two really important pieces on cogs. title contending <laughs> teams. I want to let's let's talk about Jordan Poole real quick. Do you think his struggles in those last two games against Denver 
were just him coming back down to earth a little bit? Was it a product of the physicality that he was facing from Denver's defense? Was it a product of Steph getting healthier and playing more minutes? What what do you think what do you think happened to Jordan Poole in those last couple of games? And can he bounce back? Yeah, he can definitely bounce back. I think uh Denver clearly started game planning for him. Like, yes. you know, they didn't really account for him in the beginning of the series. And then I guess, you know, their their head coach, Mike Malone, was just like Shoot, we actually got, we got a game plan for this. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he is, thirty again. <laughs> he's killing us. And they had a clear game plan, and it was obviously to be very physical because it was noticeable how physical they were with him. Um, and Steve Kerr said it the best. He goes, "Jordan's getting game planned for now. Now it's on Jordan to adjust. Mm-hmm. That's what the really good players do." Mm-hmm. And Steph went through it. Clay went through it. Pretty much every star player goes through it. Once they start game planning against you, all right, now how do I adjust to that? And it's going to be a learning process for Jordan, but I think he'll he'll get it together. And uh, like you said earlier, even though he wasn't shooting it great and he clearly wasn't playing as well as he did the first three games, he was still he was still getting other people involved. He was still being fairly active on defense. Um, yeah, I think the one game four, even though he shot it terribly, he had nine assists. Right. I like to see that because when he had struggled earlier in the season, he would completely check out of everything. Right. He was still making plays. He just wasn't shooting it well. Mm-hmm. And he's too talented of a player uh, for his his shots to not fall for a prolonged period of time. Like he's going to, it's going to come back. He was getting good shots. He just wasn't hitting them. He was. He hadn't adjusted to the physicality that they were throwing at him all of a sudden. Uh, he will adjust, in my opinion, I think. And uh, once he adjusts, you know, that's that's really what separates the good players from the great players. And I think he he's teetering that line where he can be great. Yeah. I mean, he's so talented. Uh, he's hitting these, he's hitting these like benchmarks. Yeah. As he climbs the ladder. And he started from a lower spot on that ladder than a Jason Tatum or a John Morant did is one of the top picks in the draft. He was in the G League last year. Yeah. Last year. He was getting DMPs behind Nico Mannion and Brad Wanamaker. That's tough. Yeah. And, you know, shout out Nico. Shout out Brad. Steve Kerr, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Like, Steve Kerr, like, great coach. But he has, like, like, he didn't always coach Jordan Poole. Like, his... His coaching of Jordan Poole scratched my head at times. Because I would be like, okay, Steve, like, he's clearly, like, more talented than guys who are playing over him. Yeah. How come he has this sh- such a short leash? Like, has he not built up enough equity yet? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even this year, like, he would play with him sometimes where it's like, well, who, who went down? It was... uh. I can't even remember who who left the lineup. Someone left the lineup for a while, and I'm like, all right, Jordan Poole's going to start now and get some more minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I look at the uh, starting lineup report, and it's Moses Moody. And I'm like, why is Moses starting over <laughs> Jordan? And Steve would be like, oh, well, like, Jordan's going to come off the bench when Clay comes back. Like, it's very, t- it seemed like very tough love and sometimes like a little too tough. Yeah. Like, all right, Steve. Like, like Jordan's I, too confident for him. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, it's almost like he's trying to break him down a little bit. Yeah. Which could have gone left. It could have gone straight yes. left. Jordan could have been like, yes. you know what? The hell with this. Trade me. Yeah. I'm done. 
Like, I'm done proving myself to you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm clearly better than half the people who are playing more than me. Um, but it, it's worked out, and now Jordan is in a spot where it's like, you have to play me 30 minutes a game. Yeah. You have to. Or everyone in the Bay Area is going to be looking at you like you're crazy. Um, but, he, he, you know, here we are. I think I think he will... I think he will uh, solve this puzzle. And Memphis has a lot of g- good wing defenders too. You know, yeah. you got Zaire Williams and and um, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. So they're going to be rough with him, and you know, it, it, it's going to be fun. Coach and Vallejo, we're going to get to him in just a second, real quick. Warriors injury report: Andre Godal and James Wiseman, of course, out. Stephen Adams still in health and safety protocol. Mm-hmm. He is not going to play. Um, Zaire Williams questionable with right knee soreness. So um, that kid has killed the Warriors this year. Yeah, I don't know what it is about him. Lengthy defenders who can shoot a little bit, man. Uh, Coach is in Vallejo. He wants to jump in on this Jordan Poole conversation. You can do the same at eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Coach, talk to us. Hey guys, I'm doing great, and uh, thanks for uh, getting me through my workout this morning. My man, <laughs> see you and. And it made it go a lot smoother. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're Perfect. making me feel bad. I looked at my treadmill this morning and kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was on. <laughs> but uh, the Jordan Poole thing, okay, my take is a little different in the sense that um, Jordan Poole's points and what he was doing was either with Steph or Clay not part of the rotation. One of the two were out, okay? So he was filling in for that, did great. We appreciate it. However... With Steph and Clay back, those are their points. So it's really their, it's the same point, okay? It's not in addition to. Now, what you're going to see here, do you remember a few years back when Quinn Cook almost carried the Warriors through the playoffs because Clay Thompson and Steph was hurt? And Qu- little Quinn Cook was averaging almost 30 points a game, even in the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs is a different animal, though. Like you guys said, it's physical. Jordan Poole is quick to the hoop, but he finishes below the rim, and they got some shot blockers on this Memphis team. So what we need more than Jordan Poole, and as Steve Kerr has reiterated, you're going to see a lot more Kaminga. You're going to see a lot more GP2 because he needs those athletes, those defensive players on the court. So that's just my take on Poole, and I'll continue to listen to you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, I remember the Quinn Cook years. I don't remember the 30 points per game, but... I don't either. Quinn, I believe him. Quinn, there's, there's a distinct sound bite that sticks out of my head. It was at the when they were celebrating the championship. Steve Kerr goes to Quinn Cook. We cannot have done this without you. I do remember Quinn did have a, a big role because Steph got hurt, and he even started a few games. He hit some big shots. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's... Quinn Cook has won on every level. He's won with the Lakers, the Warriors. He won a Natty at Duke. You know, guy, guy win. Quinn had his 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 shine in, in the Bay for a little bit. Um, Jordan Poole, though, Quinn Quinn was never doing what Jordan Poole's doing. No. Nuh-uh. Um, Quinn Cook's playoff career high, it looks like it's 12 points. So there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> he did hit some big shots for them, though, and he, he played some big minutes for them yeah. in, uh, in some of those series, especially in 2018. Right, right. When Steph had that, I think it was a hand injury, right? I I can't remember. I can't l- remotely keep his playoff injuries lined up. I know he had a knee one year, or he slipped on the he slipped on the sweat during the Rocket series. I 
Come on. All those all those years blend together for me. But um the Warriors used a different closing lineup against Denver in game five with Gary Payton the second in for Jordan Poole. And if they're going to recreate a quote-unquote death lineup, if they're trying to man-for-man recreate what they had with Curry Thompson, Barnes, um, Iguodala, and, and Draymond, I think GP2 is the better player for that. Yeah. And it's not just because he knocked down some threes against Denver. Like, if he's going to do that, cool. But we talked about John Morant and just being able to defend him 94 feet, Mm -hmm. game in and game out. Like, in the final six minutes, you want Gary Payton the second in causing problems for him. You want his defensive IQ in when there are threats like Desmond Bain and when there are threats like John Morant on the perimeter. I just think that this might be a series where he's the better option, even if Jordan Poole is hitting shots. Yeah, no, 100%. And when GP2 is knocking down shots the way he did, you know, in game five, it's going to be hard for Steve Kerr to take him out because you know what he's bringing on the defensive side of the ball. That's a Mm -hmm. given every single time he steps on the court. Right. He's going to hustle. He's going to make life a living hell for whoever he's guarding. And, um, He's going to make all the right plays. Even right. if he's not hitting shots, you know he's just going to make the proper basketball decision. But when he's hitting that corner three, which he was hitting it at a pretty high clip early in the year for the first, like, six, seven weeks, yeah. I was like, is he a shooter? Like, and <laughs> I that, think he's 39% for the year. Yeah, and then, you know, he had his little dips in midseason. But if he's, if he's hitting that corner three down consistently – it is going to be hard for him to be taken out of the game. It just is because, you know, he's always going to be open because they got you, you got to leave someone. You're always going to try to pin down Steph, double him, mm-hmm. uh, disrupt that action. You can't leave St- Clay. You, you know, Draymond is, is a threat, too, with the ball because of his passing ability. So GP2 is always going to find himself open, kind of like Otto Porter. That's why Otto needs to start knocking some of these down because – I don't get like it looks it seems like four wide open yes. threes again. And he just hasn't had that night yet, which you you said he probably will. He's going to have one of those nights where he hits four out of those five threes. Why there's wide an open. ascension to the mean coming. Yeah, exactly. Like. Exactly. Um, but back to GP two, when he's doing that, and this is very much a series that they're gonna really need to utilize his skill set. He can guard he can guard Brooks, he can guard Ja. He can guard Desmond Bain. Mm-hmm. He can guard Zaire Williams. Shoot, he's guard big guys before. You can put him on Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, that defensive versatility is needed against a team like Memphis that just has just wings on wings on wings who can kind of do a lot of different things. I don't think Steve Kerr can go into this series, like even game one. Like as it sits right now, I don't think that he knows or can know what his final five is going to be. Right. Is Jordan Poole is going to be the score that he was through the first three games against Denver? I think you have to close with him. Because I, the, the Curry-Thompson-Poole-Wiggins-Draymond combination is just, like, unstoppable. I don't care what your defense looks like. Like, they're going to be able to bend and stretch your defense and eventually break it, mm-hmm. especially in the half court. Like, that's just so hard to guard. So, 
I get that, but if he's not hitting shots, I don't know how you don't close with GP2 against this Memphis team that's so good on the perimeter and has so many players that that Gary Payton II can can impact and can affect. Right. Yeah, and just like I said how Jordan Poole is probably the wild card for the Warriors, their key key guy who can kind of tilt them either way. For Memphis, I think that's Desmond Bain. He's had such a great year. Um, John Morant gave him his most improved player award. He said, no, it's, it's Desmond mm-hmm. Bain. Uh, Desmond Bain won the three-point shooting contest, didn't he, this year? Cat uh, did. That's right. Beat, beat Bain in the finals, I believe. Um, but Bain can shoot the ball. Uh, and he averaged nearly 20 points per game this year. I think he was at, like, 18. Um, if you can cut his water off, because I, I feel like Ja's going to be Ja. He's like he's one right. Of those he's guys, gonna score thirty. Yeah, that's just he. He's at that level. Now. How efficient is that thirty though? Right. Can you make him take twenty six shots to get it? Yeah, exactly. Um, you got to figure he's gonna he's gonna volume shoot his way to you know thirty points pretty much every night because that's just who he is. Uh, but if you can cut Desmond Bain's water off, that's really when Memphis struggles to score because mm-hmm. once you look past Bain and Morant. You don't you don't got a lot of scoring. You got you got Dylan a, Brooks is very hot and cold. Very hot and cold. Uh Jaron Jackson Jr., I think he fouls at a higher rate than Kent Bazemore fouled last year. He, it is it is wild how much time he spends on the bench in foul trouble. Yeah, he's he's always on the bench in foul <laughs> trouble. I'm like, dude, you're so good. Stop fouling. The the amount of times the amount of times that Minnesota just left Desmond Bain just wide open in the corner was inexcusable. Right. He's going to knock those down at a 75% clip. That's something the Warriors cannot let happen. We got to hit the break. On the other side, I want to real quick, just real quick, sprinkle in some 49ers draft talk. We're not going to go deep dive on the prospects, but just kind of talk about some process stuff. And then Jeremy Fowler from ESPN had an updated report on Debo Samuel. We'll (sighs) talk about that. I know it. We'll talk about that. We'll have more Warriors-Grizzlies game one. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Jason Dumas. One hour in the books, one hour to go on 95.7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.